0: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. we are here.
1: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr Cowboy?
0: yippee ki motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back.
1: The show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now before we get into this week's review, Chris, I have to say, old Blake Biles there across on Twitter, so if you want to give him a follow, Blake Biles, so B-Y-L-E-S been doing a sterling job on running some polls for us, Chris. You know, we hit our 100th episode, our 100th review, rather. We had a couple of bonus episodes in there. And we've got, like, you know, what's the best Cloud City we've had? What is the the worst movie? So I hope you've got all your fucking fake accounts out, Chris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No comment, Dave, no comment. But he is the man for the face swap. And the one I saw last night when I was drowning me sorrows, after the football was um, (laughs) you as Marty McFly, Dave, which was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Blake, Blake, what the fuck are you playing at, my friend? He gets me a Swayze, that's great, and a bit of Jennifer Grey. I've not seen anybody up to the calibre of Michael J. Fox or back to the future, he needs to step his game up, Dave. He needs to. Now, if he pulls out a no shit no-surrender, hint, hint, then I'll be very, very happy. You know what I mean? I mean if he wants me to be Keith Vitale and I'm playing across from my love interest, Lauren Avadon, that's fine, Dave. Or my face, for some reason, is slimmer, even though I've got a big moon head at the moment. It actually seems to work with the slim faces, so maybe maybe Lauren Avedon I've got to be, Dave. But either way, Blake, do your magic, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've tried finding them. To be honest, on that reface, and, and uh, if you type in "no tree, no surrender," the only stuff that comes back is the first one. Yeah um, yeah. (laughs) I haven't been able to find no retreat, no surrender three. Chris, out of all the media in all of the world, you know, podcasts, TV, radio, everything, I don't think No Retreat, No Surrender Three gets more airtime than it does with us.
0: (laughs) With me. Yeah,
1: Yeah, with you in particular. It's a
0: cult classic. (laughs) Now,
1: Chris, what are we gonna review this week?
0: Well, Dave, this was actually your pick, my friend. So I was thinking, what's he going to throw our way? And you've gone and took us back to 1981, film directed by John Landis, and it's an American werewolf in London. So, Dave, have you ever seen this before? I most certainly have, especially given it was my pick. <laughs> be, Maybe I should have said, dumb. what are we doing this week, Dave? Well, there you go.
1: Well, I... I, I, I... Before I go into my story, because, you know, I do I, I do have some love for this one. I mean, had you seen it at all?
0: No, but I did say last week that I did see a werewolf film, which I thought was this, where the guy grows <laughs> on the floor and his cock grows as well, Dave. So I've got a very fucking... I'm really worried about what stuff, Phil, I was watching as a teenager, Dave. <laughs> but,
1: um... It was that fucking teacher getting you to watch the cricket. <laughs>
0: We interrupt this program for a, Yeah, no, no. How's that got in there? I don't know. I don't know. But oh, look, at, honestly, look at that, oh, that yeah. a werewolf. There, <laughs> this is all. This is all history. This don't worry. It's all part of your history class. But no, I, I have never seen it. I've avoided it. I remember my friend. I oh, always said who got me into Nightmare on Elm Street and that I was petrified. He used to say, "I'm going to very cool." It's really scary. So I avoided it, Dave. I didn't know what to expect coming into this, and it's just one of the movies where I know Sam's watched it. And she's probably going to kill me again, Dave, because I've watched another movie she wanted to watch. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Just I'd, get I'd... it watched, man. Just no. cover your And <laughs> hey, What,
1: with a teacher or with... <laughs> 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 that as well <laughs> I'd, I'd probably prioritise that one uh, but, <laughs> what but then make sure you watch American Werewolf with Sam
0: <laughs> well I made the mistake didn't I we did True Romance and bigged it all up about how it was our first film together and everything and I watched it without her and then she saw our Twitter feed and she went you fucking watch that you dick and I'm like what You know him full well <laughs> <You don't laughs> because <laughs> she, 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 she's oh, engrossed God. in all the soul Every night, so I'll just like in the day. I'll just if I get a bit of time in between meetings or something, I'll have it on in the background or or when I finish because I finish so early, I'll have it on then. So she she's just watching all her stuff at night, Dave. So I'm thinking, well, when are we would we watch it? But I didn't want to argue, David. I just sort of put my head down and blamed it all on you, so it was fine. <laughs> <I
1: didn't. laughs> Well, so, Chris, I, this one, I, I said many times before, you know, my uncle's a bit older. They used to watch all kinds of stuff. I used to be round my nans, you know, while, while mum and dad were out working and stuff. And so they'd have like all kinds of horror movies on. You know, it was like a, a kid, and that's that's why I was watching lots of horror movies before I, I, you know, really should have been. But I remember, you know, some of these seventy thing seventies horror movies, you know, which probably aren't scary at all if you watch them today. Like Dogs, uh, I seem to remember there was a Scarecrow one as well. Uh, these things really used to shit me up and and give me nightmares like all the time. But this one. I didn't mind this one, and it it seemed like a horror movie that I could stand. You know, it's a bit like working yourself up the curry scale, Chris. You know, you don't go straight in there with a vindaloo or a madras, do you? You know, you start <laughs> off with something a bit a bit lighter, and then you work your way up to that. So, no, it, it it made me feel like I could handle horror movies when I watched this one. So I I really enjoyed it and. I haven't watched it for years and years, Chris. Probably oh, it, at least the eighties, but I'm tempted to say like early eight early to mid-eighties since I've probably watched this one. And uh yeah, it was it was great to go back and, and watch this. And I thought, you know, there is no chance in hell that you are not gonna slate this one. <laughs>
0: How fucking dare you, Dave? How dare you? Um, yeah. Anyway, no, no, I- I went into this not doing my usual let shit on it type situation because I didn't know what to expect. I made sure that I didn't watch it in the dark. All the curtains were open, Dave. There was no fucking <laughs> my, my dog was asleep, so I didn't have to worry about him turning around and attacking Gosh. me. So so I didn't watch it the shit house way. So I was absolutely not that I'm saying I was making sure to watch it in the daytime, Dave, because you know how much of a coward I am with these horror movies. But no, I was quite looking forward to it. And I, and I did, I I have made notes though, Dave. I have made nice, notes, my nice. friend. So uh, shall we get into our trailer? Oh,
1: sorry, go on. Oh no, I was I was going to say, uh, you know, this was written and directed by John Landis, who did some of your favourites, didn't he, Chris? So Blues Brothers, uh, directed Beverly Hills Cop three. That's not you one know, of my um, best. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not, the, not the best one. But did like um, Kentucky Fried Movie, National Lampoon's Animal House. You know, that was all before this but at at trading places. But he wrote this um, back in 1969. I was, I was looking up and the script, you know, know, he, he actually had the, the idea from um, he was, he was out there on another film. He was out in, I think it was Romania. And these locals were burying this person like feet down. And the reason they were doing that was so that, that they wouldn't be able to get up. And get out and start walking the earth zombie style, and all the cast and crew thought you know that that was hilarious. But he was sort of you know intrigued by the idea, intrigued Chris, intrigued me, (laughs) intrigued me. (laughs) So he wrote this script, and he got a lot of credit for it. You know, people would read it and they go, "Ah, this is good," but because it was kind of this blend, it, it was a horror. But it was it also had funny bits, and so people were confused. Is it a comedy or is it a horror movie i i don 't get it, so no one would actually commission it so it was only until he had success with his other movies like you know like Kentucky Fried movie, like Animal House and stuff like that, people would actually uh take a punt on this one and so I just you know again, obviously watching this as a kid you you're not aware of all these things, so it's just really interesting to go back. And uh, realise, you know, it's pretty John Landis, pretty prestigious bloke, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and considering this was done after the Blues Brothers, which I read myself, is quite interesting, Dave, because there's completely different movies with completely different budgets. So mm. I think he had a bit of stock. And I read that the reason, one of the scenes in Trafalgar Square, the only way he could do it was to get the police to come and actually watch the premiere, the Blues Brothers, yeah. and that's yeah, why they let him right. film. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, should we get into our trailer?
0: Let's go. Did you hear that? What was it? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England.
1: What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very
0: powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal,
1: a wolf, did he say a wolf?
0: Yes, I believe he did.
1: Did you get a good look at the man who attacked you? Doctor, my memory is fine. It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about.
0: You've never had bad dreams before? Well, sure, as a kid, but never so real, never so weird.
1: I'm going to look into your eyes. My friend Jack was just here. Ah!
0: Your dead friend, Jack. Hi, David. He told me that I will become a monster
1: in two days. The supernatural, the power of darkness, it's all true. Please believe me. Believe what? That tomorrow night beneath the full moon I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people? You'd be surprised what horrors a man is capable of. Are you all right now? I don't know. I'll let you know the next full moon. I'm a werewolf. You're gonna change. You'll kill people. You'll become. I know. A monster.
0: David, don't! lose control Your control what control david i can help you no i'm not safe to be with you gotta stay away from me Run!
1: now two american backpackers from new york city david kessler and john goodman are trekking across the moors in yorkshire as night falls, they stop at a local pub called The Slaughtered Lamb, and Jack notices a five pointed star on the wall. But when he asks about it, the pubgoers become hostile. The pair decide to leave, and the pubgoers warn them to keep on the road, stay clear of the moors, and beware of the full moon. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie?
0: Well, Dave, l- let's get it out. Fucking the guy, the main star, David Norton, is a terrible actor for me. He's woeful. <laughs> I think they picked his face quite clever because he has got a little bit of a dog type face where he's quite slim, pointy nose. It, it, I don't know. It just seemed to work with what you know the werewolf potentially could look like. But you get all this, and you'd message me and said like you'd seen this ahead of me, and you were like, "Wait, did you see who's in the pub?" And we've got some. TV, British... T- well, Rick Mayo's one of them, Any david It must yeah. be one of his first things. But Brian Glover, we talked about him in Kes the other week, didn't we? When we yeah, did... Um, yeah. Gregory's did Girl. Gregory's Girl. And, you know, so you've got him there, you've got another guy. The other guy who, who's a bit abrupt, the darts player, who's like... Um, you've made me miss. I've never hit a, I've never missed. I'm thinking, fucking yeah, mate. you must yeah. be a fucking professional dart player if you've never hit the board. I like uh, you to know, think outside. this is
1: a, a crossover with the Daredevil universe. This is actually Bullseye. <laughs>
0: bullseye, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they're terrible. The, the two American guys are awful. And it's the fact that... When they leave, so they have that bit of a kickoff and everything about like what with the star, and they're like, get out, you know. And Brian Glover's shitting it, and the, the, the barmaid's like, you've got to go and help him. And they're just randomly walking, Dave. Again, the worst weather we have ever, ever seen. And I think when I'm watching it, I'll be honest with you, and I'll set my stall out. I I don't know why, but I sort of enjoyed it because it's got some terrible actors in it and some (laughs) awful moments. And you can tell it's filmed on a budget. I mean, the fucking werewolf attacks them. They do this back and forth. They hear a werewolf. And what do you do, Dave? You walk straight into where the werewolf's fucking like making a noise, don't you? They're walking away from it.
1: They're they're trying, because the werewolf keeps maneuver in its position, they try and walk away from it, and then the, so they walk the opposite direction, but then the noise is back in front of them again. Right, okay.
0: Obviously missed on you there. <laughs> Completely it? it's not like, missed on
1: oh, What's that fucking grizzly wolf sound? Let's walk straight towards it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when, when Jack gets like attacked by the, the werewolf, and you can see the effects are fucking unbelievable. It's just someone with a head attacking him. And, and it's quite gruesome. It is gruesome. I give him that. But he runs off, David, and then runs back at him If like, <laughs> that, that thing's just fucking maimed you mate I don't <laughs> care how much you fucking love him you're fucking Linford Christie it? back to that fucking pub mate oh, yeah, it, it, what, what
1: was your plan there
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, but then obviously he attacks David and gives him a swipe and then the, all the villagers come out and shoot the werewolf don't they you know Brian yeah. Glover and stuff so so it sets it up, however, and I'm not going to steal your thunder, Dave, but there's a complete continuity issue, considering the New Yorkshire Moors for the next scene, isn't there?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we spoke about this on Messenger. But just, just before I get onto that continuity, so the dart player, Chris, we were saying, no oh, bullseye there, you've made me miss. It's David Schofield, Sh- and he's from Withenshaw in Manchester, Hi. Chris.
0: Oh, he's a great actor then,
1: Dave. <laughs> yeah, of amazing. course he is. <laughs> the so, best one, uh, isn't it? I, I, honestly, I, it, it was the same for me. I recognised his face, but I couldn't, think what he's actually been in but looks like he's been in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, he was in Gladiators, in From Hell Valkyrie, uh, also The Wolfman uh, in yeah. 2010 and uh, The Darkest Hour so he's one of those British actors that y- you kind of recognise but you don't necessarily, you know, you don't commit their name to memory but um, no, I love that opening pub scene though Chris just so so iconic the old slaughtered lamb and you know just they're talking about this uh oh, what is it now it's the uh the alamo joke you oh, know it's and
0: terrible you- isn't it <laughs> <It's such a laughs> shit joke. oh no I'm sorry i forgot and everyone's just howling and he's like yeah. for the mexican and i'm like
1: <laughs> oh right yeah I remember like, oh, the man. alamo because you got old brian <laughs> yeah. glover there i mean he is yeah. iconic isn't he um and again i don't know i don't know if it translates to people who haven't had to watch kez at, at school but um yeah it is brilliant and the fact that you've got rick Mail there now i wouldn't have noticed this i did watch young ones as a kid but i I must have watched this before that because I had no idea Rick Mail was in this. But he doesn't actually say anything, does he? He's, he's effectively a glorified extra.
0: Yeah, he just—he just, he just literally—he does his snigger, doesn't he? We get the Rick yeah. Mail snigger, but yeah, he's, he's nothing in it. He's not there. He's in the bunch when they blow up. Blow well, when they shoot down the werewolf. But yeah, really, really. Interesting. It must have one of his first gigs, Dave. It must have been, or he was doing someone a favour. Because this would have been out around about the Young Ones, I presume, early 80s. That's when the Young Ones really hit, didn't they?
1: It, the Young Ones must have been right after this, I reckon. Because, uh, yeah, this was 81. And, and the Young Ones, in my mind at least, is, is definitely early 80s. But the lead actor, Chris, he's played by David Norton... And he was uh part of a long running uh Dr Pepper campaign. So so that's how you know Americans would recognize him. He wasn't in movies or anything, but he got sacked after that because obviously he's running around buck-ass Nude uh in, oh. in this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. You, you know what, right, right, so let's let's get so the next scene he wakes up in the hospital, doesn't he? And you know what, Dave? I've watched the Carry On movies as a kid. Carry On, you know, nurse or whatever it is. Carry On doctor, and oh, as a kid, always wanted as a teenager a fucking nurse, you know. Would you like me to give you a wash down? You know, and, and things lead. You know, I've watched many, a, I've watched many, many a movie, Dave. Um, that I mean, you know, remember my story about wet nurses 2, Dave. When I got rumbled with the VHS and stuff I mentioned <laughs> oh, yeah. on it. so you
1: didn't actually say what the title was. Well, well that was the title
0: <laughs> Bit of a nudie movie. <laughs> yeah, wet nurses 2. Anyway, um, so so you know, I, I'm partial to that. I don't mind a bit of bit of that, but literally, he wakes up. And the, the nurses are there, and obviously the, the main nurse's girlfriend there, Alex, attractive girl, really attractive, but it's the other one. <laughs> She's like, "Is this because?" Yeah. It's a bit has been I've checked. You know, and you're like, well, what the fuck is this? Is this a fucking low? I'm waiting for the music to come on. Wow, 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 wow. You know, just fucking start <laughs> mauling David as his fucking werewolf cock grows or something, David. It's fucking <laughs> that's new thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe that's what I getting confused, but but she's really into it. And that doctor comes in who's got a bit of a Leslie Nielsen look about he him. Does, <laughs> and he's like, Have you got nothing to do, nursing? Yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah, but the, you can tell it's that area of, like, the nurses where a couple of the buttons are undone. You know, they're dressed a bit provocatively. This, was, this it's was fucking, filmed
1: at the Benny Hill Hospital, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the <laughs> Benny Hill,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper weird, but but straight away, they're talking to him and it's been three weeks, but he's in a London hospital, Dave. Not yeah. in Yorkshire, he's not in Leeds or fucking... That's what... Some, it's I, weird. And watching it
1: this time, like I said, not watched it since I was a kid, and you've not really got a concept of geography, <laughs> you know, where yeah. places are, but I was, this time I was scratching my head, there, there wasn't really that much of an explanation of, well, why is he now in London? He's He's been savaged in Yorkshire, which is in the north of, of England, and then they've taken him to London. Now the the only, i don't know if there's a bit of dialogue that explains this or anything the only thing they say is like all his wounds are all cleaned up you know he's he's all fine but there's no record of a doctor actually attending him or anything so the only thing i could think to explain it was you know the uh, obviously they they need to get him to london for the film title <laughs> and yeah. the whole concept of it having this werewolf running around in london uh, is mainly filmed over here because of good tax breaks that that was it really it could have been filmed anywhere um but uh, maybe the the villagers just wanted to get him far away you know from the village Uh, it's it's a bit thin really i mean why take it to the most populated area in england
0: (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't make sense does it
1: no no it is a bit weird but it was actually uh, it was filmed in wales chris so it, it when you look at it you do think oh that's that looks like Yorkshire, but uh, now it's all filmed in Wales
0: that bit. So Dave, he's laying in his bed, he's just been mauled, he's not been awake for three weeks, he's got scars on his face, on his chest, you know, he's had two nurses literally ready to slip in one <laughs> to get him back on form, and that American <laughs> random guy comes from the American consulate, who's a complete cock with him. And, and he's really arsy with him he's a shit actor and they're talking to him and he's just like kids these days and I'm like he's got fucking PTSD his best friend's just died <laughs> he's been fucking killed and you're fucking slating him because he, he, he can't remember anything oh, that whole <laughs> dialogue is weird and he has a pop at the doctor and fucks off and I'm like why are you even <laughs> in this scene
1: well I admit Chris I watched this and I was like that is very very weird but you know who that was, Chris? That was only the legend that is Frank Oz. Is that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Legendary puppeteer who performs oh, such characters he, as yeah. Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Animal, Sam the Eagle. You know, he's, he's a puppet yeah, and I, Sesame I Street him.
0: legend. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he do Fingy's voice? Um, Yoda. Oh, did he finger Yoda? Did he actually puppeteer Yoda? Did he finger Yoda? (laughs) That's definitely another film I've seen, Dave. He
1: absolutely did do Yoda, uh, so to speak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting worried about what films you've been watching, Dave. But But what about, right? So so we we get this dialogue, obviously. We're getting these... Really weird. Like David has a, a this horrendous flashback from nowhere, and he's running through a fucking uh, like a field and like a, mm. a bit of a forest. Picks a deer with the worst fake blood ever, rips its head off, and I'm like, "What's he do?" Because it- there's no explanation. I couldn't work out. Is it a dream? As he as he escaped from the hospital, and the next minute he comes back, and Alex is there talking to him, and he's getting proper pervy with her but I tell you what made me piss Dave and it was just straight out a naked gun or airplane is the doctor's there in his fucking office and someone tries to ring re- him, and he goes just tell him tell him tell him I'm dead and I'm like what <laughs> what? <laughs> just tell him I've died and I'm like w- what is your game plan there telling him you're dead?
1: Like, <laughs> you know, There's an episode of the IT crowd where uh, one of the guys gets all awkward um uh, someone's asking about you know, the the lady uh, relationship manager and he's, he's he doesn't know what to say and he's like uh, uh, she's dead <laughs> and then the whole episode he, he's got to go with it and then people are mourning her and stuff and then the guy who thinks she is dead keeps seeing her and thinks he's being haunted and stuff. But yeah, I I it could have been a whole splinter, you know, storyline, couldn't it? A whole parody of uh, you know the doctor having to hide, you know, again, <laughs> sort of faulty <laughs> towers style, hiding, you know, because everyone <laughs> thinks he's dead. Um I've got to say, Chris, some of the dialogue in this whole movie is really ham-fisted, isn't it? (laughs) It's really, really bad. I mean, I I don't know if it's... Actually, I don't know if it's just the dialogue, but the way it's delivered, you've got that kind of overdubbing, haven't you? Uh, which is, you know, most movies were back then, because uh, obviously he's 40 years old now. Um, but it's just the fact that, you know, he's got all these clear animal scratch marks all over him. But, you know, the story is that he's been, you know, attacked by this uh, escaped lunatic. And uh, it's the way the doctor's like, he must have been a very powerful man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you said it's like Leslie Nielsen isn't it? Describing yeah. <laughs> this it's, it is, it is a you know a thin paper away from being uh, being that airplane parody.
0: It is, but but there's something about the movie I can't explain, Dave. I didn't sit there. I mean, it runs for 90 minutes, and I didn't and the first thing I saw was like, it better not be two hours. This better not be and I saw it 87 or 92 minutes, whatever it is. And I'm like, perfect, perfect. I can get it done in two, four, five minute sittings. But I sat there and watched the whole thing. And Dave, David is terrible. I'm sorry, he is. David Norton plays David Keslin. He's terrible. The lead guy for me, he's just all over the place. It makes no sense. Well, it's not him, he's being directed to do that when he's just randomly running. The the stuff... What makes me laugh is one of the scenes that was, like you say, it's on the verge of being like a parody, is when the nurse comes in, Alex, and she starts feeding him because he's not hungry because he's not got, you know, because <laughs> he keeps seeing Jack who's, but every time he sees Jack, the first bit, the effects are pretty good when Jack's sat by his bed and he's got the oh, claw marks yeah. down his neck and everything on his face. Oh, brilliant. For, yeah, honestly, for 1981, the effects, you're like, oh, fucking hell, it doesn't look... Like, they've stuck stuff on it. Really, down his neck especially, Dave, it looks brilliant. It's like you can almost see his trachea and everything down there. Really, really good effects. I've got to give him that. But- so,
1: I, I, we'll come back to, sorry to cut across you there, it was, still, it was all done by a guy called Rick Baker and he's really seen as the the kind of, uh, star of the show, if you like, for doing all the special effects. I know you said about the werewolf and, you know, some bits of it. You can tell they've just, you know, the the camera shot has just got the, the werewolf's head and there's nothing behind it. You know, but this is 40 years old now. And I, I just think, in particular, that scene in the hospital where you've got uh, his mate and all his skins hanging off and everything, I, I just think it's done so, so well.
0: I agree. I, honestly, Dave, I can't shit on it. I think it's really good. And I think Jack ages through the movie. He's telling him about his life and who attended the, his Jack's funeral. Uh, David's mum and dad come and the girls with someone else. So we get all this dialogue. But the next scene when the nurse comes in, Alex comes in again, and he doesn't want to wake David because he, he thinks he's a werewolf. He's been told this by Jack, and he's getting these flashbacks and different nightmares now. We understand why the deer scene is... And it's the most uncomfortable soft poor fucking scene ever when she's trying to feed him. Dave, it's the stuff that 14-year-old fucking 15-year-old Chris used to dream of. A nurse just comes in, fucking cleavage out, just starts force-feeding him food, but sits next to him on the bed. You're sort of thinking, what the hell is going on here? And, and Alex, Dave, there's definitely got to be a fucking patient-nurse fucking conflict there. And she literally just goes, tell you what, now you better come and fucking live with me and let's have a shower together. I mean, that is just <laughs> yes, stuff you dream yes, of, Dave. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's brilliant. I, I want to I come back to the, to the uh, going back to the flat thing, but I, I don't want to forget these little clips, like you say, where he's feeding on the deer. Um, he's also in this comfortable, he's dreaming and he's in this comfortable family setting. So, you know, it's not, again, it wouldn't, It wasn't obvious to me watching as a kid, but he, David Kessler, you know, the character is a Jewish boy. So, you know, we have this whole scene where these monster Nazis come in and just decimate his whole family. You know, they've got the machine guns, they slit his throat and everything. And one of the bits that did haunt me, Chris, was when he wakes up but you've got this kind of dream within a dream. So he wakes up and nurse Alex Price is there, you know, and she opens the, like, a shower curtain. And then you've got a Nazi on the other side who just stabs her (laughs) right through the chest. And, and, you know, he's he's stabbing her on the floor and stuff. And, And he wakes up again and you're like, holy shit. I remember at the time scaring the shit out of me, Chris. Because, again, when you get that sort of sense of waking up from the dream... You know, you're watching the movie, but someone wakes up from the dream. You feel like you're safe. And so it's like, ah. But then, you know, he's still within a dream. And so I, I th- that bit did stick with me, I must admit.
0: Yeah, it, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because this is when he fucking slips a one, Dave, and the sex <laughs> scene's really uncomfortable. Like, it's <laughs> really uncomfortable. I was waiting for a, t- a Teen Wolf moment where, like, his eyes went or he got claws down the back of something. And, and oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's not samurai cop levels of fucking sex oh, scenes, know. but it's not far know. off. It's not far off. So, he used to no. a good a scene too, Dave, shall we say, anyway. <laughs> but leading up to that...
1: I mean, Nurse Alex Price, she's played by Jenny Agutter. So, you know, she was in uh, Civil War... Uh, not Civil War, it was uh, Winter Soldier, Chris. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was playing one of the... Um, uh, you know, the person who Black Widow played, you know, and she had the disguise on. Oh, right, one yeah, yeah, the, yeah. She's like, not senator, but, you know, something equivalent. Uh, I can't remember the character's name now, but... Uh, yeah, so she's she's appeared in that. But I think, Chris... Jenny Agutter might have been one of my very first crushes, because I fancied the pants off her when I was a kid. I didn't even know what that stuff meant, but I just knew I, I was transfixed by her. I thought she was a very pretty lady. But Chris, when she takes him back to the flat, now bearing in mind, you know, you've got this loose story about this John Doe who's turned up savaged. <laughs> you've looked after him, you've nursed him back to health, and you just invite him back to the flat. And before there's been any kind of action or anything, she has this very stilted dialogue where it's like, I've had seven sexual partners in my time three of them were one night stands <laughs> and it was like they were <laughs> negotiating a contract or something um I, I just found it very very strange it's like all oh, right oh am i in here or what then you know, <laughs> just got a fucking student back to the flat to give
0: him a good <laughs> scene to
1: what,
0: <laughs> what about though dave just before they go back to the flat sorry when he moves in with her and they're on the underground, and for some reason, here and Alex are surrounded by about 20 punks, and he's oh, pulling yeah, faces, yeah. and I was cringing, going, oh, sure, a fucking cock you, David, an absolute... Yeah. And he's pulling tongs at him. I'm thinking a normal punk rocker would have just fucking nutted him or something, Dave, he'd he know he he he'd was, just looked at him.
1: He was dancing with death there, wasn't he? More <laughs> so than I think he realised. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that. I mean, it, it was being a bit silly, but like you say, you you're literally in the middle of this quite tense, <laughs> tense environment. I mean, you you've been on the tube, won't you, Chris? I mean, it yeah. they are quite uh, they're almost quite intimate at times, aren't they? You know how you're compressed all in there and, and squashed up against other people.
0: Yeah, I've been on a few times, Dave.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, but uh, then they have, like you say. You said it doesn't hit Samurai Cop levels. I think it does in terms of just awkwardness, because it it doesn't look, Chris, honestly, like a sex scene, does it? It just looks like they're awkwardly hugging each other naked. And they <laughs> they're just like they don't know what to do, and it's like I, I just thought it looked really, really bad.
0: But but Dave, to be fair, with Samurai Cop, you could almost smell the yeast infections, Dave. It was that fucking intimate. It was fucking (laughs) minging, that scene, wasn't it? I remember there was a bit on that where you literally, you could see the pimples on the girl's arse at one point, and I was like, oh, there's no light in here or fuck all is there? there's just nothing. It's just real life, this. But no, and and i say what, I was fucking, you know... If, like, you know, you with you your partner, if, like, say it was me, and, and obviously David then turns into a werewolf, doesn't he? He finally turns. He's had this... He's not been able to eat. He keeps going in the fridge and everything, and, and then all of a sudden he turns, and we get that mm-hmm. hand thing. Because when someone tagged us on Twitter last week, I didn't mm-hmm. realise that hand thing was out of American Werewolf, Dave. So, you oh, know, right. when his hand stretches, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, piss-take yep. having a go at me or something, and I was like, what? The- I don't know what that means, <laughs> but now I do. I just remember taking the piss, so... I think it was Jack... Changed yeah i think it was yeah yeah i think it was and he's there like doing it but then he goes on a rampage and gets this couple and all that wakes up with no clothes on basically gets put on the sex offenders register for nicking balloons off a fucking kid for two quid he doesn't even give him the money and and nothing said about it it's
1: so wrong (laughs) a naked American man stole my balloons <laughs> but it was 1981 Chris it was like oh you cheeky old scamp those pedos running around the <laughs> yeah. zoo
0: you know yes. it's just brushed off isn't it I, I am in agreement Dave I'm <laughs> Operation U-Tree was nowhere to be seen this is a, a belly bit and then he's running through the park we get a bit of a comedy bit where he whips the coat yeah, and then yeah. you know we get that scene it's, it's almost carry on like where he's at the bus stop and everyone at uh, a bus stop Dave just stands in a line now. Someone who builds and has spent sixteen years at bus stops, you know, seeing people waiting for buses. Dave, they don't stand in a line like that. But it's, it's for effect, which you get. Hi, and it, i get. I know.
1: I think I remember standing in a line. This this was eighty one, wasn't it? I think people, uh, you know, were, had manners back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did. But what's amazing is he's got on this red coat. Right, he's got no money but there's no explanation how he gets on. Was the money in the pocket? He's got no clothes on, but this red woman's, like, sort of overcoat thing. And (laughs) his girlfriend's been worried about him all night, Dave. Like, what the hell's going on? The doctor's ringing. Is Alex and All that. He comes in... And she literally just wants to jump on him, Dave. She's not asked, <laughs> that like He's coming with weird. no clothes on. He's been obviously fucking flash people. And she puts her pants on and she wants to fucking give him one straight away. And I'm just like, and the doctor's ringing, is he back? Is he back? And he's just, he's like, a bit of an animal. And I'm just like, what?! <laughs>
1: That was weird. But Chris, I've got to rewind uh, a little bit there because we we sort of skipped on past the transformation scene there. But I think this is one of the things that makes this movie iconic because in the you know the old kind of black and white wolfman movies You just had this transition. So this very gentle kind of, he's a man, and then he's got the wolf face, you know, and and very clever for the time, but, you know, it's just, it's painless. Whereas what this does, it, it really gives you that sense that if he's transforming, if his whole bone structure is going from this human skeleton, and transforming into this werewolf his bones are cracking you know he's in a, an immense amount of pain uh, I, I just think the way they've done this is fantastic all right you know the fact that John Landis wanted all of this to be done in that kind of bright harsh lighting and, and they couldn't do any tricks with kind of making things dark and you know that always is a bit more forgiving for special effects I think it still looks absolutely brilliant. You know, you've got the hand, you know, his bones are cracking as his hands extending. You've got his, his legs doing the same you know i i just think you know and i think the actor does really well it must have taken so long to film this scene because you know as you've got him in these different states of transformation you know you've got his spine all changing at the back you've got his face you know his whole skull is you know becoming the werewolf i i just think it is absolutely amazing and, and then when he goes on the rampage, you know, again, they, it's almost like taking a uh, a leaf from the Jaws book, isn't it? It's like less is more about seeing the monster. And um, I, I, I think one of my favorite kills is probably the tube, you know, where you get the yeah. guy running away from the tube and you, uh, where he eventually gets killed. You see the uh, downward-looking shot, you know, looking down the escalators, and you just see the wolf coming into view. I, I think this bit of the movie, Chris, is, is brilliant for me.
0: It is, Dave, and and I think as well, because it's, it's all Trafalgar Square, this whole bit, with the kill. So, so sorry, no. So, so he kills, doesn't he? kills there. He's picked the he Does all that. Kills that guy on the underground. And then the next day, you know, the doctor's ringing Alex again, you know, saying, we, you know, we need to bring him in. That's when he's saying, like, he's an animal. And when he gets in the taxi, Dave, I don't know if you notice this, but did you see who the taxi driver was when, like, he starts telling him about someone had him oh, no. killed? Fam. It's um, brick top out of Snatch. You know the old, um, have you seen that one, Guy oh, Richie? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You,
0: know, you know when he goes, uh, all right, my... My fucking voice, the accent. I can't even do his voice, but my pedigree chams. He's the old gangster with the big fucking glasses on, like the NHS glasses. And he's the the taxi driver. Right, right, right. okay. So so, um, he gets out, and obviously then he goes to the copper doesn't he he starts having a go at the copper because he wants to be arrested and he's like oh, and yeah. he starts going the Queen's and then he calls Prince fucking Charles uh, the F word Dave yeah, you know the homophobic yeah, yeah. F word yeah. and and then he's having a go at them all and she's having a go at him Alex and all <laughs> <laughs> It's just
1: it's like Winston Churchill was full of shit it's like what, what does he expect everyone's going to be like well no he's not <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare's French <laughs> oh
0: he's <laughs> Stupid, He's Stupid. But but later on, I love I love the next bit where he ends up sort of leaving Alex and the doctor's adamant we've got to get him and that and he goes to that porn thing. And, and I've got I said to you, I said, I've got work going on here, and the guy's putting a fucking downstairs toilet in, and all you can see and he's swimming in the back, uh, uh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and I'm turning it down. I'm thinking, if better think I'm fucking pulling one off here while he's in the next room. It's proper weird. But, but, but it is, it goes on for like 10 minutes, and then he turns, because he's seen... The people he's killed, Annie he, from the night before, the guy in the tube, the couples. Yeah. One of the couples he's quite sympathetic with yeah, him. There's yeah, just couples I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, you could put a bullet in your head,
1: or you know, it, the, she's very, very uh, chirpy considering you know she's been killed and she's now part of the undead. Because that's the whole thing, isn't it? If they've been killed by a werewolf, they're not actually dead. They can't move on. They're in this limbo state, and uh, I, I love you know the effects that they've got on his mate there. Um, I, I just, you know, cause he's in this varying state of decay, isn't he? Old, uh, Jack and you know, you just got the old skeleton, uh, and, and eyes and the guy he killed on the tube is really quite pissed off, but yeah, the couple just don't seem to be bothered at all.
0: No, they just killed him. No problem. And then and he then changes, doesn't he? He changes yeah. in the, in the, in the cinema and what, if, I, I don't know whether, I don't know whether we should say this, Dave, but I've got to say, right, two of the women on their movies, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> merchandise, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but yeah. <laughs> I was watching it going, oh my God, I don't remember him being this good when he was young again, but anyway, Dave. Amazing.
1: What, what about the whole storyline, though? There's the, a the, the guy comes in story. on this couple. a <laughs> guy comes in on the couple, and he's like, "I've told you not to do that again. You know, not to do that again, or something like that." And then they both the couple. You know, one of them says, "Like, I don't know who you are," and the other one's the same. And he's like, "Oh right, okay," and then walks back out again. Yeah, it's
0: fucking weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but apparently the the original idea was that it was going to be uh, it was going to be a theater and they were going to be showing cartoons or something and it was going to contrast with the the horrible violence of the werewolf and stuff but apparently in in Piccadilly Circus uh, you know, that's uh, essentially you just got a bunch of porn theatres back at the back at the time, so that's that's why they changed it and made it a, a, a skin flick.
0: <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> Dave, listen to this. Well, these are the two women, right? i <laughs> working on on wiki right we've got Lindsay Drew is Brenda Bristols and Nina Carter is Naughty Nina that is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) oh tremendous fucking Brenda Bristols Dave what a lady (laughs) Naughty Nina
1: readers wives um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so again we get we get him changing though now i don't know if it's possible to have you know a full moon right after a full moon because this is the day after isn't it he's changed yeah. and so i thought you know he'd uh, he'd have another month of it um actually even before he changes though i mean the doctor is really quite concerned isn't he he, he thinks there's something to David's story. And and that's what makes it even weirder, the fact... He, he confronts, you know, Nurse Alex. And she's like, you know, yeah, she seems fine. And then, like I say, she's looking to jump his bones as soon as she gets back. <laughs> um, but he goes up and, and sees old Brian Glover, doesn't he? You know, and, yeah. and Brian Glover seems to be the one who's telling everyone to just keep it quiet, you know, because you got old uh, Mr. Schofield there, David Schofield, the uh, Withenshaw boy... He's actually telling the doctor, you know, he he can't be, uh, uh, you know, he needs to be killed, David, you know, or else bad things are going to happen, and and you got Brian Glover's character he's like, leave it. <laughs> 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 so yeah, the Doctor knows kind of what's going on there, but again, you know, he's just popped in the car, driven up to to uh, Yorkshire for his half pint of Guinness, but when he when he changes back, Chris, and you get the copper you know, and he goes in because, you know, the, uh, David's changed again, and you get the copper going in. I think when you get, he's, he's sort of got his light and he's kind of shining it around the theatre and you get the werewolf and it just looks up, you know, it's chomping on someone and then looks up. I, th- I think that looks brilliant still.
0: it does. It does, to be fair, and I think... Like you said, it's about using the scenery, using the cameras. which is clever because we don't see a lot, but it's the fact that the copper just fucking legs it, doesn't he, when he sees it and, and puts the shutters down. Yeah. And obviously he's trying to get out. And then we see we see the little dog. It's, it's weird the way they've depicted the werewolf. But obviously this scene, though, Dave, in Trafalgar Square, how many fucking people can't drive? Yeah, it, was, no, he, yeah. it was like the Blues Brothers all over again with the with the police car chase because you know the, he, he comes out, attacks a couple of people, then a, a bus moves, then someone else gets run over, and we're getting people. Just cars are just fucking plowing into the middle of Trafalgar Square at full speed, and these heads going everywhere. It's brilliant, Dave. It's just so over the top it makes yeah. no sense uh, contextually at all that that would happen once what a couple of cars had had a crash you'd stop but everyone's just plowing into <laughs> everyone <laughs> it's so
1: weird yeah you get some real carnage don't you and and i think that's what it's trying trying to convey uh, but it is over the top like you say everyone would just fucking slam the brakes on it's like fuck run away yeah but um I mean, one of the things that did look a bit silly... So, I mean, he bites off that copper's head, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, And again, I I remember that bit. But for some reason, the werewolf's gone down this alley, and then you've got all these people, and they're all just in camera shot. You've got about 20 people, and I'm thinking, well, why aren't you running away? Why why are you actually... are, Are you trying to get into the alleyway to try and stroke the werewolf or something. I was just <laughs> trying to figure it out what, what they were trying to do but uh, Nurse Alex gets through, you know, and she knows, she believes now, you know, David is is the werewolf and you get this confrontation but you can see almost for a moment there that David is in there somewhere. The expression from the, the wolf, I, I just think you know, it softens for a, a split second but then it it launches for her. and But the police all shoot the werewolf, and, and then you see David's naked body. You know, he's obviously transformed back. But I was thinking, when the camera, you know, kind of pans back, and and you get from the bottom of the alley, Nurse Alex and the werewolf are fucking miles away, Chris. you yeah. <laughs> would have to be a fucking crack shot to have, uh, have pulled that one off. And so I just think... You know, again, it was just a silly little nitpick thing, but I was like, they're fucking miles away. There's no way they'd have been able to make that shot and because and, they shot him like five or six times, didn't they?
0: Dave, there's only one person who have made that shot. Fucking Martin Riggs, Dave. He shot a man from a thousand <laughs> yards of Laos. Only maybe two or three people could do that shot in the world, Dave. Just remember that.
1: <laughs> Maybe this is a prequel to Lethal Weapon.
0: Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's the Lethal verse, Dave. Maybe it is, but, but yeah, I agree. It makes no sense. And, and obviously, he ends up turning back into himself, doesn't he, after he's dead and lay on the floor. And, and the, I tell you what, Dave, I, I, in fact, we've not even touched on this, and this, what, fucking pissed me off, this whole movie. The fucking shit theme song. Fucking wank, Dave. <laughs> no. No, Why is it help. wank?
1: I can't help but feel this is to do more with your football association. you
0: fucking damn right it is them <laughs> fucking blue bastard song, Blue Moon, come on. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. But to be fair, other than that shit show, of a, f- just like your fucking theme tune that you nicked off United, Dave. But anyway, um, <laughs> and that's that's true. But um, only a scouse would nick our, our song, Dave. But anyway, let's not talk about football. Well, you know? It, it- the fact
1: is, you know, and and I think it's Blue Moon playing when he's transforming. Yeah, it is. So I fair, think yeah. I, I think again it's like you've got this, you know, jolly up, upbeat kind of song. Uh meanwhile you've got this terrifying transformation scene going on. Um, no.
0: It think, works all- <laughs> it it, do, it does work. It does, it's, yeah, it's a it great, does. great
1: contrast. And one that I had forgotten that was in this was Moondance by Van Morrison. Yes. And I love that song, Chris. And I actually think it stems back from this movie. Because I, oh, I remember, right. you know, years later, I was thinking, oh, I, I, I don't know what this song is. You know when it's just in your head? And you, yeah. I could just remember that bit there. Do, do, do. Du, 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 du. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is, and and so you know, once I eventually found it out, but I didn't know it was in this movie, and I'm pretty sure this this would have been where I picked it up from.
0: Uh maybe it is, because it's like a subconscious thing, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. interesting. So it
1: is, that it has been added to our playlist, Chris, on Spotify. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. I know As a lot of people. Blue Moon. <laughs> Fuck off! Not listening to that one, Dave. Right. Anyway, so shall we go into our review score, Dave? Let's go.
1: Now, Chris, I'm dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say where are you going to stick it uh, thinking back to Yoda where are you going to put this one Chris
0: you know what Dave I'll be honest with you it's not a bad movie it really isn't I, I, I thought I'd hate it and I thought it'll age terribly and like we said we've had a bit of fun at like the, the dialogue and some of the stupid things with David I don't necessarily think he's a great actor but as a movie as I've probably watched this again Dave if oh, Sam wanted to word. watch it, I'd probably watch I would, honestly. It's not amazing, but it's not what I expected. I know, we've, I love it when we talk about these sort of movies and we've picked out stupid things and that, but it's been enjoyable. It was an enjoyable film, and I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on why, but it certainly wasn't one where I'm like, this is the word." Blake wouldn't have to put this on any of them polls he's doing for us, Dave. <laughs> so, No, I'm going to put it in the middle. I'm going to put it Hill Valley. I actually think it's definitely watchable again because it's just, it's got that sort of samurai cop levels of stupidness that makes no sense, but you can just go with it. And also, there's a lot of Chris's, you know, youth um, fantasies <laughs> there, Dave, with nurses and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm still not sure what I was doing being allowed to watch this, to be honest. I, I, I've forgotten the whole porno theatre bit. But, <laughs> but anyway. Um, I'm quite surprised by that. It never ceased to amaze me, Chris. I, mm. I thought this was—I uh, I thought you'd hate this one, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. For me, I thought it would age pretty terribly as well, but I was pleasantly surprised, particularly with the physical, uh, practical effects. It, it stands up quite well. All right, not every single scene. Some of it looks a bit a bit dodgy, but you know, again, this is a 40 year old film, and I think the fact that it's quite tight as well isn't it you know by the time they get off the moors it's but it's a classic kind of three-act structure isn't it you've got the introduction where you know you get the whole slaughtered lamb iconic uh scene that we've talked about you get david kind of descending into madness finding out you know from his friend that you know he's potentially a werewolf but he's not sure is this all in his head and then you get you know the transformation and then you know his eventual. Um, a demise so I, I really enjoyed it and I, I, I'm probably not going to put it right to the top um, it, it doesn't quite deserve to be up there with, with the best of them but this is a pleasant bill for me I just think I, and, and I'm grading it slightly on a curve obviously because the uh, I'm forgiving certain things like with the dialogue and, and stuff that we've talked about that, that are just so bad but I kind of enjoy it because of that as well. So, uh, yeah, Pleasantville for me, Chris.
0: That's brilliant, Dave. And and like I say, I didn't want to tell you what a thought of it when we, you know, we speak every day. If I was on end at times, don't we, by message and stuff when we're not podcasting? So, yeah, I kept it close to my chest, but, yeah, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and I just don't know why. But anyway, Dave, so... It
1: was some of those uh, nudie scenes, I reckon. <laughs> it
0: might be, Dave, it might be. So um, if you want to support the show, guys, get over to patreon.com forward slash VHS Strikes Back. Big thanks to our patrons, Tony Farina, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, John Hammond, Blake, Maff, Jax, uh, Herb. We've got Lucky Lulu Green, and we've got our newest one, Dylan. But the next week's show, Dave, is by one of our um, patrons who's come across from the CD Reality Cast Podcast, and that's the great Kent Gustafson. So what has Kent picked, Dave?
1: Now, Kent has picked one that I have seen many, many times as a kid. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different for us, Chris. This is a, this is a classic starring Gene Wilder, and it is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Now, Dave, just before we get in the trailer, I have seen this movie hundreds of times myself. Oh, really? Again, yeah. Another one, I've mentioned about Police Academy when we did that last week, Yeah, uh, two weeks ago. And, and oh no, last week, yeah, we did it last week. And, and when we we used to watch this with me, nana all the time, Dave. So I knew this film back to front, you know, the uh, thingy, Viol- Violet thingy and that with the chewing gum, the Umpa lumpers, everything, Gene Wilder. <laughs> the fact that Charlie's fucking grandparents all live in the same bed, which is not weird. One fucking bit, Dave. And his grandpa, Joe, goes with him. There's a more so, innocent yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to it. I've not watched this for a good years but it literally was on a VHS rotation as a kid and it was always on TV Dave and summer holidays and that so yeah I want to see what it's like because I've never watched the Johnny Depp one that came out years later it just fucking it just looked too dark but this I'm really interested in let's get into the trailer to hear from you. The world is waiting. Can't you shut up. I'm busy. You're a rotten mean father. you never give me anything I want. And I won't go to school till I have it.
1: Violet. Call it mother. Open it Charlie. Let's see that golden
0: ticket. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It's not fair to raise his hopes. Never mind. Go on. Open it Charlie. I want to see that gold. Stop got the same chance as anybody else, haven't I? I never dreamed that I would climb over the moon in ecstasy, but nevertheless, it's there that I'm shortly about to be, cause, cause I've got, got a golden, golden ticket. ticket, I've,
1: I've got, got a golden chance to make my way, golden. and with a golden ticket, it's a golden, golden.
0: I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. Ah! Little surprises around every corner, but nothing dangerous. Don't be alone. Alar- oh. There's no earthly
1: way of knowing <laughs> He's singing. Which direction we are going
0: To be fooled, do you blame?
1: The a rat, blame the is a and a the shame. Do Chris, I I probably seen this one maybe five years ago or something like that. I have seen the Johnny Depp. Well, it was Tim Burton, wasn't it? So uh, he was the one. He was the director. So you know what you get in there. But now this this is a classic and got plenty of classic uh, iconic tunes in it as well. So yeah, not watched it for a few years. So really looking forward to getting into that one.
0: Oh, it's going to be great, Dave. And great pick as well, Kent. So thanks. We A lot of the ones he'd picked, we'd already done, which I hope he's going back and listening to them, Dave. So yeah, this is going to be really good. And and also, guys, if you want to follow us and you keep in contact with us on social media at VHS Strikes Back, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. Now, Dave, I'm not going to throw you under the bus because I found a line that David says I think he's perfect to lead us out. So have you got anything before we go, Dave?
1: No, thank you very much, sir. And I'm looking forward
0: to next week. Good stuff. So, David simply said, "Dave," and I think this probably goes for a lot of people in this age that we live in and lockdown, the pandemic. It just says, and "I'm going to do his accent, Dave, because it's fucking." I'm you know my American accent. <laughs> my, my memory is fine. It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about. Maybe that was it Brenda Bristol's
1: like, oh, something off that porno movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just going away with the Bristol's, Dave. I mean Brenda Bristol's. but Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye That's now, it, man. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back because it'll be dark soon,
1: and they mostly come at night. Mostly.
0: I'll be back. That's annoying. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Oh! Oh! Get to the chopper! One ring to death. All right. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it. <laughs> well, here we go. You're just you're stupid you you're heavy you a stupid i you i it